This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 128. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. I'm Tara Clays. Today we're joined by Nigel Rogers. He likes helping people with WordPress, whether it's building new websites, fixing websites, organizing meetups and events, and connecting people. Nigel says he's an introvert and that WordPress world is one of the few things that he's managed to stick with for a long time. Hi, Nigel. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Hi, guys. Um, uh, Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, more than what Tara shared. Okay, so, um, yeah, my name's Nigel, and I live in Zimbabwe, Harare, that's in Zimbabwe. And I've been here pretty much my whole life. I started using WordPress around in 2016, around, I think it was around... Sometime, sometime in the middle of 2016. And around August, I think, I found out that there was a new WordPress meetup and also that we were having our first WordCamp that November. So as soon as I found out about the WordCamp, I signed up to be a speaker and joined the meetup also. And yeah, I've been pretty much doing WordPress WordPress since as a web developer. Wow, that's impressive that your first time you signed up to speak. Do you remember what you spoke about? Yeah, I was I spoke on my talk was on using WordPress with Git. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, since then I've rolled back a bit on the more developer side of things and I'm just mainly just mainly build websites now like less technical stuff. So using page builders and a bit of code here and there, but not that much anymore. Yeah. Do you prefer that or do you miss the code? Yeah, I kind of miss the code. I'd prefer to to get back into code, but at the same time, um, life catches up and you have to keep earning the money and doing other things. Nigel, what time is it where you are? Um, it's really late. It's about 12 a.m. here. So uh, that's that's actually an interesting story. So most devs, especially the beginners and those who who can't afford backup power, this is this is like our our 8 a.m. because normally uh, when it isn't when it isn't locked down. And and the factories and industries aren't closed. So now factories and industries are closed, so it's a bit okay. But when factories and industries are all running and all, we get power for about eight hours a day between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. So that's actually seven hours. That's That's when we get power at our homes because we are on an economic depression and the electricity isn't enough for the whole country. Wow. Wow. So, 
normally normally this is this is this is when I, I'd be just just have woken up two hours ago. That's a challenge. Wow. Yeah, so you sleep during the day when that when there's no electricity. When there's no electricity. Wow. Or yeah, we, we either way I do sleep during during the day because then we also go to co-working spaces right. during the day. So that's that's kind of okay that we can go to the co-working space. Um, but if I can't go there, then I have to work from home. And the only time I can work from home if I can't afford a solar or solar backup or a generator is from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Wow. Thanks for sharing but that. Yeah. I did not know that. But it's, it's, yeah, it's, that's... Um, one thing I wanted to say about that, if it came up, was um, it's 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 tough, but it's like it's okay for us. So you don't have to worry too, too much about us. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, I don't think it's that we were worried like that, but it's yeah. the you know, especially yeah. in a in a COVID nineteen where we're. Not in a bad way, but everybody's a little woe is me. And I, and I don't mean that in a flippant way, but there's there's always somebody who's got another challenge that we don't have. And even if we exactly. are really suffering or struggling, there's always somebody who's got another challenge. And uh, yeah, it's, you know. Yeah. Thank you for so, sharing uh, that. That was really, that's, really, that's really like, valuable to hear. Um, since since the first day of our lockdown, we've we've had pretty much 24 hours day of electricity since since the first day of our lockdown uh, and we hadn't had that since August last year I think which is wow nice. so I have a couple of questions for you one is talk to me about your preferred page builder of choice so I'll, I'll start with <laughs> that one and let you answer that okay yeah so that's that's a controversial question sometimes it's <laughs> um, <laughs> it's sort of those like pizza pineapple or what's your your text editor of choice questions yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah but i'll just go ahead and say it's divvy ah. and one of the main reasons was i think it was because of the the lifetime the lifetime what's it called license and also, it's it's pretty good. So that's what I chose, and I stuck with it. And how long have you been using that for? Has it? You said you started in code in twenty sixteen. It's now twenty twenty. When did you transition okay. to Divi? Sometime in twenty eighteen, near near the beginning of twenty eighteen. Yeah, I know Divi has a really, really active community. Are you involved in that community in Facebook groups or other other communities of Divi? Um, I'm, I'm on the Facebook groups. I've forgotten what they're called. There's a few groups. I think I'm in two or three of them. Yeah. Maybe four. But yeah, yeah, just just in the Facebook groups. Sometimes I help, sometimes I don't. But I'm not on Facebook a lot anymore these days. Yeah, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're representing <laughs> all the. Uh, I think we're representing all the page builders here today. Yeah. 
if you're a divvy. Tara's a beaver builder and I'm an elementor. So there you have it. And we're having a lovely conversation and we're not throwing we shade are. on each other at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. if I could use them all, I would. But you have to kind of pick a path and stick to it or else you're going to be yeah, driving yourself crazy. Yeah, because when you read when you read the blogs and all, it seems to me as if there is a kind of a hierarchy from mm -hmm. from all the reviews I see. Because from my my observation of reviews, it's it always seems to be Elementor, then uh, sorry, Beaver Builder, then Elementor, then Divi sometimes third or sometimes something else. Yeah, and Divi somewhere after the those two yeah well divi's been around longer i think it just has its has the short code thing going for it or against it i guess <laughs> and, and all right that. we're gonna move on <laughs> yeah. tara's starting to throw more barbs <laughs> yeah nigel nigel i do want to ask you about your first word camp experience because that's uh often a pivotal entryway for a lot of the folks that we get to chat with here on the show so tell us about that. You, you know, you first saw the, the notice of, of, of the word camp, probably in the dashboard, right? Of a WordPress site you were working on and walk us through the process where you said, one, I want to go and two, I want to speak. Uh, again, you've shared that you're an introvert and volunteering to speak at new word camps is not something many, many introverts do, or at least they don't do willingly or without some trepidation. Can you talk to us about that, please? Okay. Um, yeah, it's been a while since the first word camp. So I can't really remember exactly what was going through my head, but it was about like setting a goal that would help me help me grow my skills in WordPress and yeah, I didn't really know what, what the community was about at the time. For me, it was um, growing through sharing my knowledge at the, at the meetups and through learning from the others at the meetup. But then through going through the meetup, that's when I learned about the community and also at WordCamp. Um, and then learning about the other word camps and then seeing online what other people are doing and connecting with the larger international community. So it kind of, it grew on me um, slowly. And yeah, that's, that, that was how I, how word camp and meetups affected me. How many, how many meetups did you attend before the word camp? Your first word camp? Um, it was about three or four because we had... All right, so you were still pretty new to it all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And have yeah. you been in word camp since? Oh, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, we had monthly, we had monthly meetups. So that was around four months before the first word camp. And yeah, I've attended all, all of the local WordCamps since, so that should be about four, four WordCamps, but uh, okay. no other WordCamps. Okay. And by local, they're all the WordCamp Harare. So there have been four of them there now? That's yeah. fantastic. It's, it's on my list of places to, to hit, of WordCamps to hit. I'd love to go. I'd love to go. 
Yeah. Actually, I, I was the organizer for last year's. Wow, Word. you, yeah, you've really taken um, taken WordPress into your heart. It sounds mm-hmm. like right from the get go. Uh, I'd like to ask you because when we introduced you, uh, you told us that you are an introvert. So I know WordCamps and WordPress community is very welcoming, and we meet a lot of people who are introverts and who feel comfortable in the WordPress space. So how do you, how does that work for you? Do you feel uh, comfortable? Is it something that you had to get used to? Talk a little bit about being an introvert in the WordPress community. Okay. So I am an introvert, but at the same time, I'm not shy. But the nice thing about WordCamps is or the WordPress community is, for me, is it, it kind of gives a space where you can talk about things that you're interested in with people and have conversations that necessar- I wouldn't necessarily have with my family or normal friends um, and grow an interest. So, the other thing about me is um, um, I get distracted easily. So the WordPress in WordPress, it's it's easier to how can I say to go to set a path in in um, I'm trying to think of a way to express it is. Like, like I'm a nerd, okay. Like, it's hard to decide on on a career for for someone who's who's got who's curious about everything, right? But with WordPress, the nice thing is you can be curious. A really curious person can can go into WordPress, and it's so deep and wide that your curiosity is never really fulfilled, but at the same time, everything you're doing is still relevant to, to the, the job you're doing. So you might, you might go a bit f- further and wider than you need, but still it, it does, it's not a really big deal than say if, if you're doing something else. That's, that's what I was trying to express. Yeah, that's a really beautiful thought. And it's a perspective that I don't think I've ever really appreciated before. And if it makes perfect sense, once you said that, and it's, it's so true. And as I when you were talking, I was thinking about just the way that I've kind of jumped around and where I'm focusing, and this WordPress technology, or that design side of things, or exploring plugins, or themes, or code and core, and all the different ways that that we can explore just the software and not even starting to get into community sides of things. That's a, that's a brilliant observation. Community side, then you've gone to blogging and writing and SEO. They're all totally different things, but they're all relevant when you, when you learn them and you can all use them in your work. So yeah, that's the nice, one of the nice things about WordPress. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I haven't thought about it that way for a long time. I think that's crossed my mind before, but similarly, it's really nice that you can spend your day doing a few different things or your week doing a few different things. You don't really get bored because there are so many different things to learn and do and touch upon when you're building websites. It's very true. That is, it is something, uh, it's, it's great for you to make the connection between that and your personality. I love that. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Nigel, you've mentioned that you are using Divi to make WordPress websites. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing professionally with WordPress work-wise. What, what does that look like for you? Um, so basically, I make websites for clients and once in, once in a while if there's a if there's a big project that I'm interested in um, it goes a bit bigger maybe a, a platform kind of website like say uh, a new site or or something that that has that's connected with APIs and stuff like that um, yeah if if it's interesting and well pays a lot of course but yeah they're basically just uh brochure websites mostly and support so fixing fix maintenance and support so fixing ssl issues or white screens or stuff like that or uh, my site's being hacked or something like that and how are you how are you finding clients? How do you meet new ones and bring bring folks on board? Yeah, that is a struggle for me. So yeah, from it's a struggle for a lot of us. <laughs> yeah. From from referrals mostly and um this year I banded up with with a bunch of guys. We've got there's there's a there's a marketer uh, a developer um, blogger and some 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 yeah there's about five of us so we all have different skills but we work together as a company. Oh, that's yeah. excellent! And are you? Oh, sorry, Tara. So we all all freelancers, wow. but we work. And are you all same. local to each other? Yeah. We're all local. Okay. And are you all maybe even through the meetup together? Um, yeah, I think all of us have been. Yeah, we've we've attended. We all members of the meetup, and most of us have attended WordCamps. I think that's really cool. That's really cool. So, Nigel, I want to ask you one of our signature questions, and it's about success. Uh, we've talked about business. We've talked about getting into the WordPress community. We've talked about writing code and using a page builder and the like. But I want to ask you about your own definition of success. And it might be a personal definition. It might be a professional definition. How do you define success? Yeah, I've been listening to the podcast for years and I still don't know how to define success. Well, I love your candor. I love your candor. <laughs> yeah. But I think I'd say the ability to to dream, I think, is 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 one of the main 
parts of success. So kind of like having something that you that you can look forward to that you didn't have to look forward to before before the point you've reached now. I guess. Yes, having something to look forward to. Can you uh, give an example of the time when you felt that? Uh, uh, let me think. Uh, we should say that we're recording this uh, in uh, in a time when the world is in a bit of a uh, it's a challenge to look forward to things and plan ahead, right? So yeah. I'm not sure uh, if uh, if that is harder to answer right now, but maybe you can think of something now or something that you had in the past that you look forward to? Last year, planning, planning the word camp was kind of, kind of a, a turning point for me because it's a challenge that I wouldn't have normally taken. And yeah, I think that was, that was one, one time that I really kind of yeah, had something to look forward to um, in the past. Uh, right now, I'm not really sure because, yeah, life's, life's changing and I'm not really sure what tomorrow is, but yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something to look forward to. I wonder if, if volunteering to be the lead organizer for the WordCamp was you thinking here's a way for me to to grow my skills, to stretch myself, to step out of my comfort zone? Or when they asked for volunteers, were you just the last one to step back and leave somebody else standing in the front row? Yeah, it was it was kind of the second one. So um since I was I was I'm the the main organizer of the meetup. And at the time, there weren't any other main meetup organizers, and nobody had stepped forward to organize the WordCamp. I thought, uh, um, if no one steps forward, then we might not have a WordCamp. So I delayed until the very last moment to apply to organize. And yeah, that's how it happened. But nice thing is, um, through through organizing last year's WordCamp, uh, a few of the team members and meetup members have now stepped up into more prominent organizing meetup organizing roles. So at least I don't have to worry too much about being put on the spot uh, about organizing a word WordCamp anymore. Yeah, you have a team and a community now. And now you've yeah. got it one under your belt. So you kind of, does that make it easier next time, right? I'm sure the first yeah, time is always definitely. harder. Yeah. Were you happy with how it went? Well, yeah, there were some successes and some not so much successes, but yeah, yeah it was it was an okay word camp. How many people attended? Um, just about 50. Okay. Which was which was less than the previous one, but also um, last year we had 
or since since the end of 20 since around the end of 2018 we've been on we've been on an economic depression so things have been really tough locally mm-hmm. so the turnout was 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 definitely going to be lower than we expected even though the the kit, the tickets were way cheaper than than the previous year still yeah well 50 people is a great turnout then yeah the 2018 was about 100 people I think. okay yeah yeah. So. so I went to a word camp last year that had about 50 people. And I went pretty far to get there. And it was probably one of my most favorite word camp experiences because you know, Tara and I have been to word camps with 100 people, 200 people. But we've also been to word camps with 500, 800, 2,000 people. And going to work camp with 50. I didn't feel like I knew everybody at the end of the day, but I felt like I, I knew a lot of people and, and yeah. the folks I had connected with it was a deeper connection than in, at a bigger one. So those smaller numbers, you know, oh, we don't have as big a work camp. And I know that's not your attitude. I'm not suggesting that, but they can, they can be a lot more valuable in a lot of ways. Can't they? Yeah, definitely. Cause most of the 50 people were, people from who we've met from the first WordCamp and the people who you see once a year, but who you kind of like, they're close friends at the same time because we're interacting online the whole year. And then WordCamp is when we all come together and see each other in person for the first time, for the only time in the year. And it's kind of like, you, you kind of like, we really know each other since since over over the years and even if they are new people we we instantly connect and we we start interacting there and then and it's kind of it's kind of more intimate when there's lower numbers Mm. yeah i can see that for sure nigel what do you do for fun when you're not going to word camps and meetups and building websites um for fun yeah, I'm mostly on my computer, so I'm going to be all on my phone. So games and stuff like YouTube. Uh, yeah, these days these days I'm staying off Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> not a terrible yeah. idea. No, it can yeah. definitely be a time suck, and also it can be emotionally draining too. So I can. I can vouch yeah. for taking those things off your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we like to ask our guests another question, which is about advice. And so I'm going to ask you that question, which is, have you received any advice that you can remember that meant a lot to you and that you've implemented in your life that you can share with us? Um, yeah. I also wasn't ready for this question, but I think the best advice is not to be too hard on yourself when you don't achieve the things you you want to achieve or reach the goals you want to reach. I think that's that's one of the biggest pieces of advice that that I've had. Yeah, I think that's a particularly valuable piece of advice in this current climate as we're we're facing with 
not just the challenges of social isolation and physical distancing, social distancing, but inevitably the inevitable, inevitably the economic hardship that that's causing lots and lots of folks and will continue to cause lots and lots of folks all over the world for, for many months to come. So yeah, not beating yourself up is a very good piece of advice. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I have a question for you about learning something on your own. You talked about one of the things that you like so much about WordPress is that you can take it in a lot of different directions. You can explore a lot of different aspects with it. What has been one of the most challenging things that you've learned about WordPress or something WordPress related? And how did you go about learning it or getting your head around it, especially since it was so challenging? Okay, so definitely coding. But I think understanding WordPress, the software, and how the community is related to it. So with other... Well, I had I haven't experienced other software communities firsthand, but observing them, it's kind of you can tell there's a kind of difference between how other software communities work than how the WordPress community works, and I think you can even see it in in the software and I guess it's also it's also because of the the fact that it's a content management system so it's going to be very people oriented so understanding the the people orientedness of it in quotation marks is is it was kind of coming to the coming to the realization of um with like say if you if you're coding in if you're someone who does python or who does something else they usually don't think a lot they do like they have their their feasibility study or whatever when they do their projects but they don't think too much about the the people who the software is going to make I don't know how to express it, but yeah, WordPress is like the people—the people who the the software is being made for—are more involved in it. For sure, yeah. WordPress is about community, right, and democracy, and all of those things. So, that is something that we really um, value about using WordPress, and that's one of the reasons why we do this podcast is because WordPress, the WordPress community. Um, is so strong and you're right it, it's related to how wordpress works it's a good connection that you're making there between the software and the community and the people that use it so i appreciate your sharing that thank you nigel as we as we wrap up here and we come to the end of our time together uh before we say thank you and goodbye can you share where people can find you online Okay, so you can find me on Twitter. That's at Nigel M. Rogers. Or on my website, that's divimate.com. 
Divi made M-A-D-E dot com. Yeah. That's a great domain. That's a fantastic URL. Well that done, is. sir. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Great job. Thanks. Nigel, it's been great meeting you. Thank you so much for joining us on Hallway Chats. Best wishes to you. Um, thanks for having me and all the best to you guys too. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.